Hey guys, welcome to the Hunters After Show. Tonight it's going to be just me, but we're covering episodes 8 and 9 because last week we had some stuff going on and we'll tell you about it. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, like I said, uh, welcome to the Hunters After Show. Today we're covering episodes 8 and 9. Episode 8 is The More I See You, and episode 9 is Promise. Uh, this week my co-hosts weren't able to join me, so you get just me. Woohoo! Uh, I miss them, and they'll be back next week. And um, we did change the time because Hunters itself changed its airing time. So now we're going to be Tuesdays at 7, and I know we started a little later today, but so yeah, tune in next time at 7. Uh, so let's just get right into it, and I know you guys probably were excited and missed it, because there's a lot that happened on these last two episodes, so I, I was excited. I thought they were really good, a lot of action, a lot of, oh my gosh, some sad stuff at the end there, but we'll get to that when we get to nine. So, we got episode eight, we start with, open with some sexy time with Flynn, and lo and behold, it's just a dream. Bummer, but, uh, it's him having little flashes of Abby as a hunter, which was... Weirdly kinky, maybe? I don't know. It was kind of like, uh, oh, okay. And then the dream's over. And then, of course, M comes in and kind of ruins his little wake-up call. But he did wake up, I guess, right before there. But whatever. And uh, she's like, dude, we got to go. And, of course, what does Flynn do? Where's my drugs? Where's my alcohol? Flynn, come on, man. We're rooting for you. And you're just downward spiral. Oh, well. And then we have Jackson interviewing Regan because she's like, yeah, I got away. Mm-hmm. But they're being a bit more formal. You know, he's being more official. It's like, you know, their intimacy seems to be gone because obviously he's like, I don't know what's gone. Why are you being weird? Uh, so Regan wants info on her parents because Musa's like, hey, they have your parents. And so she's like, what's going on? But Jackson's like, I have no idea. So... I think he's telling the truth, because at that point, yeah, he's like, he didn't know. And uh, I like, though, Regan has a really good point that Musa may be a monster, but at least he told the truth. So it's like, ooh, burn. You know, Jackson's the one you can trust, though. It's Finnerman that you're like, "Mm mm-mm, don't trust her whatsoever. Don't, like, you know, keep her at least, like, (laughs) arm's length away. Like, no, no, no. She's definitely not one to be trusted. And then we get Jules taken to, um, we get a little more information that he was taken on the great hunt and he served his purpose. Hmm. How would you like that? Your death is written away. You served your purpose. It's like, hmm, okay, thanks. And they mentioned that the purge will take place, which we don't really know what that is. And, you know, with a movie that's been titled that, you're kind of like, wait, what do you mean? But purge could be all kinds of things. So I don't know where that's when they're kind of first really talking about it because I mean there's maybe been some hints along the way but not like specifically the purge will take place and then we got Regan still has her father's note uh and I think on a previous episode Richie was kind of commenting of like how is that note still in good condition but it, it was a little worse for wear uh then we got Flynn and Regan asking about Abby their little discussion about that and they talk about the deprogramming and how deprogramming is kind of you're losing your essence of how you're human. And then uh, Regan points out that Abby let her go. So it's kind of like, hmm, why? Personally, I think Abby still has, like, human inside of her. Or at least there's certain people that she just can't um, double-cross. She's not going to double-cross Finn, which we, uh, Flynn, which we've seen already a couple times. And definitely not M. 
maybe other people she will, and which we do see as well. But otherwise, I think deep down the core, Abby still has some human qualities to her. And then we got Finnerman did nine, taking Regan's parents. Hmm, but we learn that's not really so true. And she believes in doing whatever it takes, which we've seen before, and she says that before. And then she's talking about the, where is it? Oh, yes, WMDs are being, they're trying to get those and their nukes, because, oh my gosh, the nuclear holocaust is coming down. And then we get this new woman who tells Abby that she failed, which, okay, how many of you were like, I think that's Regan's mom. I don't think I actively thought it, but after a while, I kind of was like, wait. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, it made sense when they go, it's Abby's mom. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Regan's mom. I was just like, oh, wait, is that her? Wait, oh, yes, it's Regan's mom. So she's upset that Regan's back at ATU with all this information. We don't really know her name. Because, I mean, they say her name, I think, earlier in the show, but in this episode, they don't really say it till later. And Regan, we find out, though, that Regan ran off before she killed anybody. So she didn't kill Jules. Like, that episode set us up that she was you know, going to kill him. She didn't. So for co-hosts, when we were discussing how bad she is, yeah, I think she's not so much. She wants to learn more about who she is, but she's not a cold-blooded murderer. She'll kill some people. Yes, I don't think Regan's opposed to killing, but certain people, you know, they need to deserve it. I, I don't know. Do you guys, did you notice that this show, I felt like they suddenly started calling the aliens guanos, and I'm like, where did that come from? I felt that kind of came out of nowhere. Like, they, that was a regular common word that they're throwing around to mean the aliens. And I just, I don't, oh, well. Uh, so the guanos are after human, which is Sterling Martinez. And that's Regan giving all that info. And Jackson goes, oh, wait, we do have your father. And he's been held for six years. But he did not know that. So it's not like he was withholding information. And then Jackson is very upset at Ruth because she, but she goes, I was protecting you by not telling you information. And we know how Jackson is just so emotional, but in a good way, you know, because then he's not a stone cold robot. But later he does have that discussion with Flynn going like, oh, I like that you have so much emotion and I've kind of turned it off. So I guess Jackson was even more emotional before. Kind of hard to say. So we find out Sterling Martinez is a scientist and he's held at Fell's Point, so they're going to go check that out. And then we meet very briefly. That was so weird. We meet Stephanie Le Guin, who's Jules replacement. She walks in. She has, like, two lines of dialogue, and she's supposed to, like, decrypt what the hunters are saying. And we didn't see her again at all for both episodes. I thought that was weird. Did you guys think that was weird? Please leave a comment down below because I don't have anybody to chat with so i'm chatting with you guys uh so yeah leave a comment twitter whatever definitely youtube that comment down below but yeah i thought that was strange she just shows up and that's it i want more from her character if she i want to see her like really dec decrypt the hunter's um language but we don't really see anything uh then we got abby's gonna go over to martina gonna go after martinez musa gives her permission yeah, it doesn't go over so well with uh, Regan's mom. She's just not happy about that because we learn later that Regan's mom is kind of Musa's right-hand woman. Not right-hand man, so right-hand woman. So she does not like that Abby's gained some special treatment because she kind of sucks at her job. But, oh well, Musa goes, yes, you can go. 
but you're not going alone. The feelers will go with you. Because he's like, yeah, I don't really fully trust you either. Then we got Briggs and Flynn. They're at this kind of like docks, like uh, by the ocean. We don't really know exactly where that is per se. And then we find out Martina's doing all these experiments. And we learn that he's working for the hunters, but not necessarily. Um, he doesn't really know that yet. Or he's getting ready to work for them, actually. We learned about the Quins, which are the, which, I don't know, I felt that was a little unclear. So it wasn't per se that those children were hunters. They were just deformed after stuff that had happened to the humans. What do you guys think? Um, so he's been researching this bone disorder. Then we jump back to, <laughs> we got Flynn. <sighs> okay, you know you're a drug addict when you take someone's stash at their place. I was like, oh, come on, Flynn. So he's like, I'm just grabbing this, these meds for my leg pain. And Briggs is like, no, man. Totally calls mod on it. Which I'm glad. It's like someone it needs to tell him. But it's one of those, you know, first stage is uh, acceptance. Because he's just denying everything. And we got Jackson talking to Regan. Oh, he takes Regan to the f secure facility. And then Regan is finally reunited with her father after forever. And he does call her Allison at first, so... Allison is her true name. I mean, we've we've talked about that before, but it's interesting. That's what he calls her for the first thing. He has some scars on his hands, and she's like, what's going on? But he kind of makes a joke that he's like, well, it's fine. It's, I'm, I'm not in pain now, and it's just stopped him from molting. And he's like, I don't miss it. It was just kind of a weird, I mean, kind of an adorable, strange, funny joke to share. But Regan, I don't think, is really molted, so I don't know if she fully would understand the reference, per se. He does not know where her mom is, so doesn't know. And uh, father is not happy about where Regan works. But based on how she grew up, he can't really be that surprised, but whatever. And then they're in, back to um, the guys interviewing Martinez. They, they find out that um, what he was giving people caused birth defects in over hundreds of kids, which is really sad. And those were some very interesting pictures. Again, this show is so cool with doing enough just enough to be like disturbing like they're just how they were done and then you know it's kind of one of those based on truth there are people who have like the cleft palate or stuff like that and so it looks very similar i didn't really look up the disease did you guys look that one up see how realistic that is and how what those people really look like and yeah it didn't seem to really affect the parents so and we find out that the quins are the feelers so there's a oh yes that's what those are called together and uh, they're, I like the Regan's like, the deformed hunters, which is kind of what we were calling them. We're like, they're hunters, but not really. And uh, yeah, we got Regan and Dad. They're kind of comparing notes. And he apparently had a fallout with Musa. Not really seen eye to eye. And Regan's just, she's happy. Oh, what did you think of that? I love the so subtle, like, holding up the phone. Did, did you know this guy? And it's Jackson, and Jackson can't see the photo. And he's like, no, I don't see that guy. So she's just like, yes, Jackson is a good guy. I thought this was very creative. It was a good way to get information and find out, but not really be like, do you know this person? But it does hint that Briggs was a guy who brought him in. That he's Polynesian, which I was like, oh, we had talked about what ethnicity he was, so... Apparently, according to Regan's father, he's Polynesian. Go figure. I think we need to go look that up. If you guys already looked that up, let us know in the comments. So, a uh, Polynesian guy with an accent brought him in. He's a soldier. Kind of sounds like Briggs, and he identified him sort of in that photo. 
And then we got Martinez. He's about to have some new investors. And they're about to show up. So the guys are like, no, we need to pack up. We need to leave. And then is Abby trying to warn Flynn when she calls him? Yeah, man, Abby. <laughs> She's just so torn. She's like, I have to do a bad thing and I have to kill an innocent person, but I don't want to do it. Come to my rescue. And I like that Flynn is such a sucker for Abby, but, you know, she just knows just the right things to say. But he's, he's just a hero. He's, he has to come in, he has to save her, and Briggs is like, no, I'm not buying it. You're not doing that. And then this one, we're jumping back and forth because that's how it goes in the episode. Jumping back to Regan and her dad, the father said that there's a lot of people there, but the guard says there's only one person. So I don't know if the father was misinformed or lying or just didn't really understand what's in that space, and then did you guys guess who that one person was? Big surprise, right? That was kind of a fun reveal, which we'll get to that. Uh, we got Regan's mom. Apparently it's Regan's mom who tried to kill the father because she's Moose's, um, Moose pretty much told her to because they weren't seen eye to eye. And apparently the father feels a very real and strong bond to Regan. So even though we've, the show has kind of talked about it and we've talked about it how the babies aren't really, like, the parents' babies. They, you know, essentially, essentially are adopting them or fostering them. But he felt a connection. I like that he took his job seriously. Or That's how he explained it. You're like, thanks? That's kind of sweet of you. And then Jackson realizes something's a little wonky and is like, we need to create a version, diversion and sends a text message, which that was cool. And then Jackson, of course, goes looking around, finds some blood, which... Where did that blood come from? Because there was no guards lying around. Um, we find out it's McCarthy. McCarthy's already in the room. So unless they just never wash those floors and they've dragged him in there, right? I was just like, why is there all this blood on the floor? But we don't really find out. Uh, and then Jackson's... Oh, yeah. So the strobe light and the heavy metal apparently are, I've heard from somebody else, so that those are methods of torture. And McCarthy is back. We we're all talking about when he's going to come back. But the question is, is he going to be in one more episode? I would think so. That with this episode and how we leave with him doesn't really feel fully resolved to be like, no more. So hopefully we'll see him a little bit more. And uh, McCarthy's hanging up and Jackson's like, oh, there's no doctors. And he's like, no, it's a butcher. And then it's like, oh, it's Finnerman. Yeah, not surprised there either. And then they have an interesting kind of little quick discussion about faith and then how um, McCarthy's like, no, it means everything and how it's the Jesus Christ asked for some water and are we surprised that McCarthy attacks him? No, not at all. <laughs> it's like, wait, but he's a bad guy. Why are you dead? Mm, it's one of those like throw the thing at him. You don't need to like go enough, close enough that he's going to grab you, but... Oh, well. But I kind of would say I was pleasantly surprised that McCarthy did not kill him. So either McCarthy has something in mind for him, kind of respects him, or doesn't hate him so much that he doesn't want to kill him. Because he clearly kills a bunch of guards after that, so McCarthy feels something enough for Jackson that he doesn't totally kill him right then and there. And then, yeah, he's too good for his own... Or he's too good for his own good. Which you're just like, aww... And McCarthy escapes, killing a bunch of people. Briggs confronts Abby, which that was their first time meeting, so that was fun. Not too much going. But then, apparently, feelers can, like, emit this sonic scream thing. And I was like, that's new. 
that was kind of cool and dangerous and what can you do about that? It seemed it seemed like it bothered Abby, but not so much, you know, because she, like, plugged her ears, and that was enough. That wasn't, she wasn't disabled the way Briggs and Flynn were just like, oh, guys, I'm going to die. So we've talked about how much the hunters hear it, and also for Abby, if the hearing aids, which I don't think she has them in anymore, like, she's that was part of her, I think part of her, well, actually, that's the question. Was that part of her undercoverness? Or did it serve a purpose as well? We don't really know. Didn't cover it. But so it didn't look like she was wearing those. So I don't know. It's a good question. And then they grab Martinez and Abby and Flynn have a little standoff. Neither shoots each other. So romance ahead? I don't know. But clearly they don't want to kill each other. But of course, Briggs is like, why didn't you shoot her? Shoot her? And he's just like, I don't know. And then we got Finnerman versus Jackson. And he's like, don't tell me I can't do my, oh, if you don't tell me things, I can't do my job, which is a really good point. It's like, how can I do what you want me to do if you don't tell me all the pieces that are in play? And again, we talk a little bit more about how uh, this, this episode goes into how Jackson isn't okay with the torture and he wants it to be more humane, but nope, not really. And yep, another discussion about torture. And we got... Briggs and Flynn arguing about Abby, and you think she still loves you, and you need to get off your drugs. Yep, we we all pretty much agree on that one. And then we got information that Jules had the same scar as Flynn, hmm, which is a thing that Hunter victims had, which we don't know what that is. Uh, we don't know what quite that scar means exactly. Excuse me, doing a quick sip of water there. And then there's a fight. And oh my gosh, Flynn at the end there, I was just like, dude, you could like kill him. I was smashing Briggs' face into the, the into the bench. You're just like, whoa, whoa, I know you're a bit upset there, but calm it down. So what do you guys think of that fight? I thought it was kind of cool. It was a good, exciting fight. Actually, there's two fights between these episodes, but that one's pretty exciting too. So uh, McCarthy meets up with Musa, and I like that Musa mentions a thing that's like, oh yeah, I guess we talked about that, but we didn't really know about that. So he's like, you've, you've done these wrongs against our people. You were t- attempting to breed in human form. Okay. So maybe that's why his baby was a little bit different. So even though the question is, yeah, are the two hunters breeding, but they're in the human form, so thus it makes a different kind of baby? We're given, like, some specifics, but not quite enough to really know the details. And it, it's interesting that it's kind of like, yeah, I'd want to know how does all that come together i was gonna say that's in a movie somebody does that they're like oh yes we were just talking about this the other day fifth element say at the end of the movie they're busy i don't know do you guys remember that reference and have you seen that film one of my favorites uh so then yes we got mccarthy uh he musa goes you're you've been injecting human flesh has made you weak and he is banned from the purge boom that was that episode So that one was pretty exciting. McCarthy's back, but not too much in that episode, but just enough. So then we got episode nine, Promise. (sighs) The end of this one. You know, I just need a moment. I just like, come on. We'll get there. We'll talk about that. So we got open with Regan versus her mom holding the gun at her. And of course, it's one of those episodes, which I think they've done it a couple times now, but it's I don't know. What do you guys think of those? They do them in movies. They do them in shows where it's just like, boom. And you're just like, how the heck did we get here? And then they go 
time before or just how they got there. I mean, it's kind of cool because then you're kind of like, WTF, how do we get to this point? And lo and behold, they go into that. So 36 hours earlier, we got Flynn riding a motorcycle rather recklessly. And oh, surprise, he crashes. He's a little self-destructive. Not a surprise. And then we got Regan talking to her father again with Jackson and Finnerman watching. She's doing a good job of just being candid with him. But I think it'd be a little weird when you know you have these people essentially kind of hovering, not exactly right behind you, but they're in the other room. They know exactly what you're saying, except for when you get really close and whisper in their ear. Apparently they can't really hear that too much. So they, she says that, She's like, hey, do you know about this carp guy? He was moving lithium out of the mine that her parents worked at, and now he's moving weapons, and the father's kind of like, uh, not being very helpful on information. And then Jackson learns that Flynn's in the hospital, and so he books it out of there. He's like, I gotta go. And of course, no major injuries, but he was very, very drunk. Flynn, stop being so self-destructive. We don't want you to die. <sighs> yeah. And then we get... Regan threatens Finnerman. Apparently, she's a little bit of a daddy's girl. Aw, but we learned why, because her mom does not give at all. At all. <laughs> give a flying F about her. But, well, yes and no. We can argue that. But apparently, father cared way more. And she wants to go after her mom. She wants to find her, get information, find out what the heck is going on. So we learn Martinez is trying to fix... The hunters have kind of this little problem. They're molting, but they can't be in their skin. And, oh, that thing. I think that was, I don't know if that was at this part, but. Ew. Yeah, it's at this point when we see the. I'm sorry, I can't remember if it was on this episode or the one before. I watched them together. Is when Moose is watching the thing that's caught between. No. I was like, wait, nope, not here. Uh, with the thing that's caught between human and hunter form, it dies. Ugh. I was kind of gross, and he's like, puts it out of his misery. Uh. So, yep, they want to fix the hunter problem, and Regan's mom gets a bit rough with them and tells them to hurry up, because obviously this is a big problem, and we got to fix it, but we don't really know what's the problem per se. So Regan gets a ride, and she's waiting for Carp in Mexico. And we get a little bit of a flashback, and how the father was far more caring and a bit more human. He seems to have integrated as well, and he's just... Him and he just cared about Regan a lot more than the mom. Mom was a little bit more business about it. Like, this is our job. Not as attached, but we'll cover how she really felt later when we get to, when she explains more. So Regan gets picked up. She gets taken to this facility. Take off your clothes. Oh, really? And I like that she kind of is like, oh, really? All right, you're clean. There's nothing on you. But damn, girl, you look good. And I was like, Regan's in great shape. And they always, I think this is at least the second time where they're like, booty shot. But yeah, she's in great shape. We need more boys shirtless in the show. We've seen the ladies kind of naked. We need to see some more of the boys kind of naked. Can we do that? Equal opportunity here, right? Uh, so she gets to meet Carp, and there's something on her spine. She's like, I had a baby, and the humans took it. And I'm like, what? But we learn later that that's a lie. Because, good. I was like, what? No, but no, she, she lied. Good lie. But apparently, yeah, we'll get to that when we get, because jumping ahead on that one. So she says she, oh, and then the guy's like, yeah, your mom doesn't have a daughter. And so she's just like, oh, sad about that. 
So we get Jackson confronting Flynn about his drug problem. Thank goodness, finally, somebody a little higher up going, you got a problem. We need to fix this. We just need to kind of kidnap him and detox him, which they kind of do. Sort of. And then we got Carp and Regan chatting, and he takes some blood from her, and we never actually know why. And then later he said thank you for your being, I think it's your generous donation? Something like that. He just says thanks, sir, and it's weird. Hmm. But she's kind of different from some of the other hunters, so I wonder what that means. Do you guys have any predictions on what that means? I think he's going to do something with I don't know what, but he's got to do something soon. So we learn that Ted, her father, has is being interrogated and he's asked to translate the hunter languages recordings, but he goes, "Nope, I'm not going to do it." And then Ruth goes, "Well, there's going to be a nuclear attack, so you need to tell us what's going on." And kind of compares the hunters to cockroaches, but per her description, yep, they're they're essentially cockroaches. And then what do you do to a parent to get them to do what you want? Oh yes, you threaten their child. Well, if you don't help us out, maybe you won't see Regan again. Mm. But it works, because then he's like, oh, okay. One second. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then we see the nuke, which is so not subtle. I'm sorry, if you saw that driving down the freeway, even if that was wrapped up, you'd be like, hmm, that looks suspicious, but oh well. Carp leaves Regan there. He's like, I gotta go take care of my own things. Then we get Flynn and M. A little bit more M. She's hasn't been a whole lot going on lately, but now she is here. She's upset that he almost died, and she's kind of like, uh, yeah, if you die, I'm all alone, so please don't die, which is a very valid argument. Good point, M. Thanks. And she runs off to go hurt herself, which I sympathize, but... Mm -mm. But luckily... And conveniently, she finds some government documents that have information on Abby. Hmm. Yeah, M needs to be, she needs to know more information about going, what's going on. I mean, ugh, maybe she might not be able to process it all, but since it's happening so close to her, she should know more. It's always a problem when you, it's like people are involved and then they don't know anything because then it's a problem because they don't know anything and then they do stupid stuff because it's like, hey, guess what? You should have told them. Oh, well. And we got some weird stuff, which is the nest. So, yeah, we had that stuff late, earlier in other episodes, and we're like, what is that? It's so gross. It was, like, in the shower, and we're like, what is that? But it means it's a good sign because it's built when they are building, uh, when they're molting and breeding. So, pretty sure that was in McCarthy's hotel room, I think, and it means he was breeding. Hmm. Getting freaky, getting busy. We're going to blaze through these. Uh, so we got Abby and Martinez, and they're chatting. <sighs> he's worried about his family. Aw. And then that really hits a chord with Abby, and he's like, do you have a family? And she's like, yes, I have a daughter. So she cares about him still. Definitely still thinks about her, because she could have been like, no, I don't have a family. But no. But then again, she's kind of trying to gain his trust and, you know, connect with him. Hard to say. Then we got Regan tries to... Oh, yeah, she's trying to cut open her back. And you're like, ugh, what are you doing? She puts that pole on the wall, and that just looks gnarly. But we do learn they heal kind of quickly, so go for it. And lo and behold, her mother shows up. Dun, dun, dun. So mom confronts Regan. They kind of have their little cowboy showdown, like, turning around, like, who's going to make a move first? 
obviously Regan's like, I don't trust you, which I wouldn't either. And especially how the mother is in the flashbacks. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't want to touch you either because you haven't been very loving. So her mom is Leanna. There we go. That's her name. I was like, what was her name again? And Regan goes, I am tired of fighting who I am and you can raise me as a hunter now. Nope, I don't believe her, neither does her mom. And 10 years apart, give me a hug. Yeah, that doesn't go so well. And, but this is the moment where the mom goes, hunter bonds are deeper than humans, and it hurt her so much to lose Regan because they're a part of each other. I don't know. Do you believe her? I don't. Mm. Yes, but no. I don't really believe her mom. A little bit, but maybe. Hard to say. Uh, and then fights. Another fight. We got a, we got a boy fight, and then we got a girl fight. And there was a hidden gun in Regan's back. I was like, wow. That was really cool. What a random spot you could conveniently hide a weapon. But apparently later, the mom's like, that is a sacred space. And Regan's like, whatever. And she's like, I blame your father. They sound like a very human couple. Sorry, my paper all crinkling. Uh, then we get the mom killed a baby to get Allison her body because they kind of explain. So now we know when hunters need a body, they just kill a human. Ouch. Because it really is like they need the skin. So I guess that implies that if you get a baby, the hunter baby can go in there and both things will grow at the same time. The human skin and the hunter. So that's interesting because we haven't quite learned that before. So I guess if you're a full adult hunter, you have to get an adult body. So I wonder if, if you're an adolescent hunter, do you need to get an adolescent body? Or could you go, oh, what if you're an adolescent hunter and you went into a child's body or an adult's body? That could be actually rather interesting. Hmm. Don't think they're really going to get into that, but that could be a thing. And the mom's like, oh, yeah, I killed the baby for you because your mom, the, the mother was just drunk and she was going to die in the gutter. And you're just like, ouch, okay, thanks. And Regan runs, but where did the gun go? I'm sorry. It got kicked away a little bit, but <sighs> kind of wanted Regan to, like, grab at it or see it on the ground or be like, oh, it's too far away because I was just, I kind of didn't buy it. I wanted to get the gun again, but oh, well, maybe it got kicked farther away than we thought. And the mom chases after her with a brand new gun because she doesn't grab that one. Because that would be the other thing is that the mom grabbed the gun Regan had and then followed her. Nope, she does not. Oh, how did you like that escape? That was awesome. So we got their standoff across their little highway. And Regan kind of looks to the side. I almost wanted the mom to be like, bloop. Nope. She's focused on Regan. But she doesn't shoot her right away. So that kind of does validate the mom's point that... She is kind of attached to her because if she didn't care, she would just kill her. But she didn't. So Regan's mom obviously still cares about her. Didn't kill her. Then Regan just hops on that semi and zooms away. Thought that was pretty awesome. And then we got Flynn and Briggs having their little chit-chat. And Flynn is not allowed to leave the house. Jackson's like, I'll take it from here. Because, yeah, Flynn's like, well, I'm going to talk to Briggs about it. No, no. And, I mean, I'm going to talk to Jackson about it. And lo and behold, Jackson's standing, like, right behind him. And he's like, I'm going to take you. And he makes a good point. Only you can fix yourself. Good point. Excuse me. Um, but Jackson gives Flynn his file that, ha that he got after he went away to war. So now he can learn about that scar. And we still don't really know. But he's like, you need to confront your own demons, essentially. But we don't know what it is. Ah, so hard. Because it's like, what does it mean? 
So then we got Lil, uh, Leanna and Abby, and she's like, are you able to replicate without him? Because it was successful the one time. But Abby's like, yes, I can. I'm sorry. Even if I learned it, I think I'd still want to keep them around for test number two, maybe test number three. Because if you kill him, and you're not 100% sure that you know the information, oh my goodness, your source, your source material is gone. Darn. So... Yeah, I didn't like that plan of hers. I think keep it around for a little bit longer. No, apparently that actor was just one episode. But eh, it was rough. And but at least she's kind of somewhat delicate when she kills him because she's like, "Tell me about your children," and like chokes him and snaps. Aww. I still think I would have kept him around at least for one more experiment because the one time I was waiting for the experiment to go wrong. I was just waiting for something to go wrong. We see the hunter in the body, and Abby's like, "She's beautiful." She's like, "Oh gosh." But, you know, yeah, the doctor's gone. Darn. Uh, and then we got Regan mentions the missile, and she wants her father's release. And Finnerin's like, nope, you just get access. All right, you got to take what you can get, right? So Regan and her father, he's not doing so well. And he just goes, yeah, I'm tired. And Regan's like, so ask him about whose body he's in. And the father says that she was sent from breeding camp to them, and the father knew it was an innocent Baby's name was Allison, so he called her Allison. And this part, oh, it was hard to watch. What about you guys? I was so sad. Because, like, we barely know him, and you just know you like him. And then just, oh. So he kills himself, like, with the spinal fluid. And that was, that was rough. Oh, just such an icky, like, slow way to die. I mean, it's not quite the, like, slitting your wrists or anything. But how to jab... Just gross, too. And, like, one of the last things he said is to protect the innocent ones. So, apparently, her father, regardless of how he feels about hunters or inhumans, he is not okay with innocent anybody dying. So, he asked Regan to protect the innocent ones. All right. So, we covered episodes eight and nine. We're all caught up. Don't forget, uh, next week will be on Tuesday at 7 to go for episode 10. And cool thing, the actor who plays Musa and the actress who plays Abby watch the show and they like it. Thank you so much for watching. I was reaching out to them on Twitter and um, they would love to come on, but apparently they're in Australia, so they can't. Oh, well, I appreciate that they were like, yes, we'd love to. So what do you guys think about the show? Be tweeting at us. Um, we have Richie Sky, who's not here, and Katarina Kazayas, who's not here, but they'll be here next week. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. I'm not really going to do predictions because, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on with this show of like, uh, just so much craziness. I think it's just going to get crazier because we're right on that roller coaster of the end. Uh, maybe really quick, I, I don't think the, the new thing is not going to work. Something's going to happen. It's going to stop it. So that's a big one. But other than that, uh, make sure to subscribe to AfterBuzz TV on all the different social media networks because we have lots of other really cool shows. You can also catch me on Box Office Breakdown Monday nights and Houdini and Doyle also on Monday, Hunters Tuesday, and Vikings on Wednesday. Comment down below. We do love reading your comments. Thumbs up, please, and five stars on iTunes. We always love hear your feedback on the show and appreciate you guys watching. And again... Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.